a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The headlines declare that we are in the middle of a big time political season. A major political conference began over the weekend. A single speech was delivered to raucous applause and confirmed that the president would serve an unprecedented third term. No, it wasn't the Democratic Party. No, it wasn't the Republican Party. It was actually the Communist Party. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We'll take our politics uh, all the way over to China today to begin. A major political conference was held in China over the weekend, the 20th Communist Party Conference. President Xi Jinping was uh, expected to be elected to another term, an unprecedented third term as China's leader, leader delivering uh, a speech that was described as grim and dark. What did he say and what does it mean as China continues to seek to expand its influence around the region and to try to unify internally within the country as well. What does that mean for U.S.-Chinese relationship? What does it mean for the rest of the world? And we're going to dig into that as we begin. So President Xi outlined his goals, uh, really was kind of his version of a thesis statement for what the uh, Communist Party uh, really ought to look like and be like moving forward. Uh, With the help of an interpreter, uh, here's President Xi. The theme of this Congress is holding high the great banner of socialism with Chinese characteristics, fully implementing the thought on socialism with Chinese characteristics for new era, carrying forward the great founding spirit of the party, staying confident and building strength, upholding fundamental principles and break new ground, forging ahead with enterprise and fortitude and strive in unity to build a modern socialist country in all respect and advance the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. All right, so the the rousing speech there by President Xi as he outlined really what he thinks the Communist Party ought to be doing, what socialism ought to look like inside of China and around the world. Uh, he did not back down at all in reiterating his commitment to oppose uh, Taiwanese independence and to uh, make sure that he protects Chinese territorial integrity. Take a listen. We have resolutely fought against separatism and counter-interference, demonstrating our resolve and ability to safeguard China's sovereignty and territorial integrity. So talking about that uh, territorial integrity, uh, maintaining uh, China's 
uh, view that uh, that is all within their space. Uh, and I think probably one of the most significant things that President Xi stated was that, of course, they were going to frame it in terms of peaceful reunification with Taiwan, uh, but that he would never back down from the use of force if necessary. We will adhere to striving for the prospect of a peaceful reunification with the greatest sincerity and greatest efforts, but will never commit to abandoning the use of force. So clearly leaving a force on the table as it relates to Taiwan. Uh, and so all of this is, is really interesting as a backdrop in terms of what does it actually mean to the rest of the world. That's uh, where we really have to play in. And we have to recognize how all of this fits together. Uh, and while on so many of these things, from human rights to religious liberty to intellectual property, uh, America and China are on vast different ends of the spectrum. And yet, we're also very interdependent in terms of our economics and buying and selling of goods. And uh, we also have to work together on places like North Korea. And so there, there are these very interesting entanglements that, that take place that we have to look at and get perspective on. Uh, but we do need to, to look at this quite closely. Often we think, well, why do I need to worry about what's going on in China? I, I think it's significant in terms of what is going on there. And the reason it matters is where all the battles are going to play out in the years ahead. We've obviously seen China take a great interest in terms of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. We'll come back to that a little later on in the program. Uh, But those are are very important things and very important steps. And China seems to be remaining a half step removed from from Russia, uh, while obviously uh, gobbling up a lot of that oil and natural gas that uh, is no longer moving over to Europe Uh, So those things are are really interesting to look at in terms of where that goes. Uh, It's also interesting just the internal uh, of all of this. As we've been uh, talking with various sources about China, uh, those in the country uh, and around it, uh, talking about this really unprecedented move. Uh, Xi, of course, is 69 years old. Uh, He has really consolidated power in a very unique way, not only over the the politics uh, and the military uh, and the rest of the government. There's kind of three components there, and he now really uh, stands to to be in absolute control in all of those. So a real consolidation of power on the one hand. Uh, we had Senator Mitt Romney uh, in the studio last week talking about uh, Taiwan and China and what that means, and the senator had an interesting perspective, I think, that's important to the conversation. Well, I think we want to continue to show uh, China that, that we consider the people of Taiwan to be a free people and we want to support them in their effort to remain free uh, and that Xi Jinping and China should not take military action to uh, impose their will on the people of Taiwan. Ambiguity has been the the word of the hour as it relates to Taiwan, which is we don't want to say exactly what we would do. And that's probably the right thing for us at this stage is to have the Chinese wonder if we would be engaged militarily in some way were they to invade. Uh, but in the interim, I think we should speak uh, softly um, or loudly. But in particular, we should provide the weapons that that uh, Taiwan needs to be what some people call a porcupine, if you will. China looks and says, ouch, it's going to hurt if yeah. we go and take Taiwan. So giving them missiles and, and providing, when I say giving, selling them missiles and, and other armament that allows them to defend themselves um, surely they can't beat China. They're not a nation of such a scale that they yeah. could take on China, but they could make the cost of an invasion so high that China might say, we're going to bide our time. 
And then finally, we asked uh, Senator Romney about, you know, why Taiwan, why we need to be so concerned about what's going on there. I do like this idea of Taiwan being that porcupine. I think that is a a really interesting model uh, because really what you want for any dictator or anyone trying to amass power or expand their uh, their holdings or their territory is you have to make the cost, the price of doing it very high. Uh, I don't think Vladimir Putin uh, thought that the cost of going into Ukraine was going to be much at all uh, and, of course, has been uh, rebuked and pushed back uh, and realized the incredible high cost of people who have tasted freedom, uh, not a perfect country, not a perfect government uh, in Ukraine, uh, but they've tasted that freedom, that upward mobility, entrepreneurship, uh, and they're willing to fight for that. And suddenly that changes the dynamic. So what does that do in, in terms of Taiwan? Are they able to have the resources necessary that they can make China at least think twice uh, in terms of what the cost would be uh, were they to take action? Uh, Senator Romney also commented that this does impact our day-to-day lives here in the U.S. in terms of what happens with Taiwan. The semiconductors that, that are in short supply here that we so desperately need, they largely come from Taiwan. And if Taiwan were to be taken over by the Chinese, it would have an enormous impact on jobs, the technology sector in this country, the automotive sector, the aircraft sector, military. Uh, It would have an amazing impact, a very frightening impact in this country. So, again, lots coming out of China. It's an important dynamic. And while it is the Chinese Communist Party uh, and a political conference over the weekend, uh, those 2,300 delegates from across China, of course, are, are backing Uh, Xi Jinping for an unprecedented third term. Uh, He has consolidated power in a significant way, and his consolidation of power is going to impact our politics and our daily lives here in the U.S. We'll continue to watch it. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.